Are you growing your entrepreneurial team? Beware of hiring someone with a corporate mindset. Hi, Shannon Waller here and welcome to Team Success. There have been a couple of conversations I've been involved in over the last week where very experienced entrepreneurs have hired leaders with strong corporate backgrounds and it did not end well. And this is not the first time I've heard that. So I wanted to do a deeper dive into this particular idea because this is something I've given a lot of thought about. In fact, it was my impetus for writing multiplication by subtraction because I saw this happening. And usually there's a couple year delay and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars spent in the wrong direction. So I wanted to kind of give a little bit of direction. So what I want everyone to be aware of is the potential danger. It's not always a real danger, but a potential danger of hiring someone, a leader, or even sometimes a team member with a strong corporate background into your entrepreneurial company. Sometimes it works, a lot of times it doesn't, and it may not happen because of a reason that you may or may not be tuned into. So that's really what I want to talk about. So one of the things that's true in a corporate organization is that the person is really rewarded for climbing the corporate ladder, for exhibiting the skills and talents that are needed at each subsequent level. It's, you know, having often actually quite a bit of autonomy. It is making a difference. It's serving the overall company stated goals. And it's often building a successful team and then being able to execute the orders from above through that team and deliver on results. All of those are good things, and I'm very well familiar with corporate. I know some very successful corporate team leaders who are great people, so I'm not saying anything bad about it. In fact, I'm quite grateful for a lot of corporations doing what it is that they need to do. However, it doesn't mean that those people are necessarily a great fit for your company. And given that there are some really talented people who are now, you know, available in the marketplace, I want to give you a bit of a heads up if this is what you are looking to do for your company. So here's one of the things to really appreciate about your entrepreneurial business. If you are hiring in someone, especially someone in a leadership role, you need them to be hands-on. They need to understand you. They need to understand the market. They need to understand the core results. They have to be able to work with you and iterate with you. It's not like you have some completely fully thought out executable strategy in your head that you just need them to do. No, you probably need to collaborate and work with them. In fact, you're counting on their expertise. If they're your who, then you're counting on them to kind of work with you to think it through and to bring in their own ideas to bear on this idea. And again, you need to be iterative. You need them to test something out, see how that works, learn from it, and then go back and experiment. That is not how it normally happens in the corporate world talking to one person who said, and I hadn't seen him for a little while, so this was kind of funny. He goes, oh yeah, Shannon, remember that dinner where we got this really high-priced executive from a well-known company? If I mentioned the name of the company, you would know. We were at dinner and he was really so pleased about this new hire and he was kind of basking in the you know, success of that and he was enjoying his meal. And I had asked this new, you know, now entrepreneurial executive, a question had to do with profiles and he was totally blustery and very defensive. And I don't believe in that. And that plus some other things he said. So after he left to go to the restroom, I said to my friend, my client, I said, you know, I just don't kind of get it about him. He's not showing up how I would expect that he needs to, to be a success for you. And my person said, he invested a lot. You know, my client had invested a lot in this this new human being on his team. He said, oh, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, as he said, millions of dollars later, he gave them back to the company that he had come from. 
I was like, okay. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I'm like, and I hadn't known the end of the story until last week. So that was kind of entertaining, but I can sense it. I can feel it. And it's frustrating for me because I want you to have the very, very, very best people that you possibly can to work with as you grow your entrepreneurial aspirations and to have great team leaders and people who do have the right mindsets. So my point here is that the entrepreneurial mindset is fundamentally different than that of the corporate mindset. There are some clues as to how you can discern that. So in the Team Success Handbook, we have the entrepreneurial attitude. So that's a great quiz you can have people do. Please use it in the hiring process. It might scare away some of the wrong fit people, which is, by the way, a perfect result. That's exactly what it is that you want to have happen. And you can get it at yourteamsuccess.com. So just download all the downloadables. But there's some other questions you can ask in the interview process. And there are some clues. So here's how you can take action on this idea. You want to ask someone, and this was another example that came up last week, how much did you do yourself? So in another conversation, the gentleman had hired, you know, someone who they thought would be great. And often as you're looking to scale and to grow, you want to work with someone who you think has the experience to do that. Very logical, makes sense, great decision, except that sometimes those people have been so used to having a team they actually don't know how to do much themselves. And if you're at the smaller end yet, you haven't yet scaled big, then you kind of need to make sure that they can function with some basic capabilities themselves. Now, some people can, a lot of people can't. So if they're used to just having people to do their bidding and you don't have that team in place yet, unless you really got the you know check to write to pay for them, that's not gonna be successful. Also, in the conversation process as you're interviewing them, are they focused on status? Are they focused on title? And are they focused on money? Because these are the hallmarks of success in a corporate or bureaucratic structure. They are not the hallmarks of success in an entrepreneurial venture. I actually think that the hallmarks of success is how much are you contributing? This is about contribution, not status. So if they're saying, okay, what would be on my business card? You know, what can I put on my resume? If they're saying that, I have to tell you, the job that you have for them is simply a line item on their resume, and they're looking to parlay that into a bigger opportunity somewhere else. So everything that you're investing them, probably you're not going to get the return that you're looking for. So if a lot of the conversations you're having are status type conversations, then that's a massive clue, especially if they need a title like a C-suite title or something glamorous. Now, There's lots of reasons for people needing titles in the world. You know, to some extent, it does tell other people that they're marketable. But also, I much prefer unique ability titles for entrepreneurial organizations. For people who are too title-focused, that's a massive red flag that goes off in my mind when someone talks about that. Also, one of the other questions you can ask them is like, were you really happy and successful in corporate America or corporate Canada in my case? And if they say yes, that is a clue that they should probably stay there because you're not going to be able to provide some of the things that they're looking for that are their normal. Do I think there's incredible opportunity in your company? Yes, for autonomy and creativity and being so close to the action and for making a real difference where they get to see the results of their efforts and the impact. Entrepreneurial companies are are the best. I was going to say the bee's knees for that, but that's not suited to every personality type or way of thinking. So you really have to be aware of that. Now, if you do interview someone, they were like, you know what? I went as far as I could, but truthfully, I wanted to see the results of my efforts. 
I didn't see that they were all that open to innovation. I wasn't interested in climbing the corporate ladder. They didn't have any time for new ideas. I just had to follow what was already done before. No room for innovation. Then you have a great potential hire, especially if they're smart and creative and capable. So if someone got frustrated, you know, as you might have in one of your early roles, if you ever worked for someone else and were an employee, that could be a clue that they in fact could be a right fit for your organization because they got frustrated by that structure. So if they get more excited and just jazzed up about learning by doing and they're fine with less structure and can handle ambiguity and really value emotion as well as reason, which is on my list of the difference between entrepreneurial versus bureaucratic companies, and also are more relationship focused. I think one of the things that's true to be good in corporate world, you have to be really great at transactions and getting stuff done. And most of our businesses are more relationship focused. So that's key. One of the other factors is how self-aware is this human being? Do they know themselves well? Because again, from my experience, which is, I intentionally got out of it quite some time ago, but people really did contort themselves to fit into that structure. And that becomes intolerable for the person who really wants to be their best self. So if you're interested in developing a unique ability organization full of people that have unique abilities and excellent abilities, then just being okay or competent is below your minimum standard. But that's what's rewarded in larger organizations. You know, larger organizations tend to reward competence and excellence, but there isn't a lot of room for uniqueness. So depends on what you're looking for. I'm going to suggest that you go for excellence and uniqueness. That's your winning strategy. That's your unique advantage. So you need to attract people who are aspiring to that and whose eyes light up. They cannot wait to channel their skills and their talents and their energy in your direction. But you really have to make sure that that's what lights them up, not just status, not just titles, and not just salary. So I hope this is a useful line of thinking for you. I don't want to put everyone in the same bucket because I think people are unique and different, but I do know that there are a few warning signs that you can pay attention to. Again, just because someone has been successful in a large corporate organization does not mean that they're going to be able to make that same contribution in your likely smaller, but also more agile and probably faster growing entrepreneurial organization. So there really is a difference. And if you can appreciate those mindsets, then I think you'll actually make a brilliant hiring decision. So on that note, if you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questionsastrategicoach.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success. success.